Morning, church. It's hot in here, right? No, it's not. It's cool. It's hot up here. This is like a coochie free throw right here with these lights out here. <laughs> I'm going to pray. I just want to pray that God just have his way in this place today. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for everything, Lord. I even thank you for the heat, Lord God. I thank you for the people that came out today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to do a new thing, Lord God, a good thing for us, Lord God. And those who have been waiting, Lord God, and asking you, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you will use me today, Lord God, to minister to their hearts, Lord God, to let them know, Father God, that you hear everything, Lord. Every cry, every, every tear that has rolled down their faces, every anger that came out their mouths, Father, you hear everything, Lord. So I pray you'll have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. You ever had somebody, uh, uh, such a need that you know that if you would just blatantly ask for it, you wouldn't get it? So you had to, have a, had to have a plan to try to get it. I'm using my kids as examples. They said, don't embarrass them, but I will. Um, I have one kid, when he wants something, he just nags you and nags you and nags you and nags you until the point where you either you're like, get away from me or you give it to him. I have one kid that actually, when she wants something, I'm going to name her Mariah. She actually one time wanted an iPad. She says she'll pay for it, but we kind of cautious of what they buy with their money because they'll buy, you, you find out what they buy. Um, and uh, she wanted the iPad so bad, so she made a PowerPoint <laughs> with a computer that she already has, <laughs> but she wanted another one. She made a PowerPoint explaining why I need this and, and how I can pay for it. So we was like, all right, you got it. I had one kid when we came back from vacation he comes into the, to the door. He doesn't even say hi to us. He just says, I'll explain why I bought this. So we go into the kitchen. It's like a suitcase. I don't know, like a luggage, a suitcase. And it has a TV in it. And he could put any system in the thing, which is a good idea because it, it doesn't blow out the ACs in the house. But that was his, his response. His response was, I, I'll explain why I bought this. They have another one that doesn't even ask. He just walks around assuming, please, I hope you understand what I want. So you'll be in a store or you'll be in a restaurant. He's just standing there calmly acting fake humble. I call it fake humble. But he's like, please buy me that, buy me that. And then my other youngest one, she just, daddy, please, please, daddy, please, daddy. But everybody has a way of asking, right? When you're in something in need, something really you need. Um, wait, this is yours, Lee, sorry. But I think this, I'm going to read a story to you about a woman. And this woman, um, she's been sick for, for many years, for 12 years, the Bible says. And her disease, she had a, 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 a the menstrual cycle wouldn't stop. So she had constant bleeding for 12 years, 12 years just bleeding and bleeding. And in the, old, in the, in the laws, in the, old, in the Bible, when you bleed like that, you're considered unclean. So for 12 years, she was unclean. For 12 years, if she sat in a chair that was bleeding, that she was bleeding, and, then, and someone sat in, that person would be unclean. If she touched somebody, they would be unclean. So that means she was alone for 12 years. She had doctors come throughout the years, throughout the years, make, giving her false hopes that everything would be all right, probably giving her medicine and pumping her with stuff and ideas that she would be healed. But it just made it worse. She never knew what a kiss was probably during that 12-year period because no one could touch her. You know, you come to church and you meet people here and they give you hugs and handshakes. She probably couldn't even receive that because she couldn't even leave the house. 
Can you imagine being in a place in your life when you need something so bad, you need a healing so bad, but everyone that's coming to you is not bringing the answer to you? And you're wondering, Lord, why, like just like that woman, we probably wonder many times, like, Lord, what's going on? I'm going to all the resources that I have. I'm going to all the doctors. I'm going to all the friends. I'm going to all the people that I know that can kind of help me or say they have the answer, but they don't have the answer that I need. This woman needed immediate action because she was sick. Now she bleeds and she's and she withering away from this disease. Nothing else worked. But she conjured up in her mind an idea. Just like my kids, they, they make PowerPoints. She came up with her idea in her head because she heard about Jesus. She heard about the good things that Jesus was doing, those miracles that he was performing. So she came up with an idea in her head and she said, if I would just touch the heads the head of his garment, I will be healed. Now, I don't know about you. I'm a kind of person that I don't believe in. Uh, well, I don't believe well, I don't believe in it. But um, just blind faith. You know, I'm just going to do this. And God didn't tell you to do that. And then it messes up. And you're frustrated with God. Lord, I stepped out in faith. And, it, and you, this didn't happen to me. But you don't understand what faith is? Faith is putting your full confidence in Jesus. That what he promises you through the word. And what he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. And even though you don't see it with the natural eye, even though you don't see it happening, just like that issue with a woman being sick, how can this actually come to pass? But in believing in Jesus, in the unseen, all things are possible. The Bible says it's impossible to please God. First, you have to come and believe that he is and that he's a, he's a, a, a good father, basically, that rewards those who seek him, diligently seek him. Now, this woman's placed in a situation where she has to go out and say, you know what? I got to make a plan. And if I just go outside, I, I, I risk the fact that other people will be unclean by touching me. Because at this point, Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house. Jairus is a, one of the synagogue leaders and his daughter, which she is 12 years old as well, is sick and dying. So Jesus is on his way to get there. But the crowds are crowding Jesus. They're all on top of him. They're pushing in. So the woman comes up with an idea. Can you imagine being in a situation where everyone knows who you are? Everybody knows you're unclean. Everybody knows that you can, if, I, if I bump into you or touch you, I'm going to be unclean. You know the process of being unclean, what they had to do? They had to wait. I think it was like a ceremony. Wait to the evening and take a ceremonial bath or something like that and, and, and kill a, a dove. It's, it's a whole big process that complicates. In other words, you touching me, you're causing me problems. <laughs> Your sickness is making me sick. So she was so ostracized in that situation. So I imagine her in that situation going and making this plan in my head. I said, I'm fully confident, and this Jesus is going to heal me. But all I got to do is touch his garment. So imagine her getting dressed up, putting disguise on, walking in the streets. Can you imagine, like, you know, I don't want to get dirty or nasty, but, you know, when you're in your menstrual cycle, we have, like, modern technology, right, right? We have all these different things that preserves you. They were just using rags. So because she was by herself in her weakened state, she had to keep washing these rags over and over and using them over and over for 12 years. I can imagine there was a, a scent coming off of her. And having to go out in public and actually go and do what she, she envisioned her head doing and believing that this would occur for her life. I believe God is saying today to us today, there are some things in our lives that we've been doing over and over and over. And just like this woman, somehow you're going to have to break tradition. 
There are things that we do over and over in our lives and we're expecting different results and we're saying, Lord, this is the way to go. That's the way to go. So if that's not working for me, then I have to keep on knock, trying to knock that door down for it to come to pass. And God is saying, no, 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 no. It's by your faith that things will begin to change. And sometimes, some of us here, I don't know about you, but for me, I need immediate action on certain things in my life. There are times in my life where I have to I wait on the Lord and wait on the Lord, and there's things that I have to do at the moment. So here's my situation. Me and my wife, we weren't trying to move. We want to get into a house. I don't want to move into another apartment. I'm tired of people hanging out in the stairs, you know? People pissing in the stairs and hanging in the front. I'm tired of that already. But it costs money. It costs money to, money to do these things. And every time I would try to apply for a loan or do something, something went wrong. And I'm like, what is going on? I pay my bills. I have no debts. I don't know what the problem is. So I don't like contacting these credit people, you know, the people that uh, they help fix your credit. I don't want to do that because they ask for money. I don't know them. You know, I'm not getting no paperwork right now to tell me. So I'm a little skeptical about that. But I felt the Lord tell me, you know what? You want to see change. You got to go do something and start the process. So I went to, I called this number. I spoke to this lawyer to find out what he's doing. This guy goes to my credit report and he says, none of this stuff should be on your report. And he said, your score is good, but it should be, it could be higher if I get this stuff off your score. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pay him. <laughs> I'm going to pay the money. All this money goes to is Chinese food and pizza anyway to my kids. <laughs> right? So I'm going to sacrifice and make that payment and do that thing. And immediately he starts working on the process and taking all. He says, this could come off. This should have came off years ago. That should have came off years ago. Basically clearing my credit for God to give the opportunity to have his way. Sometimes you're going to do things that you don't want to do. If this woman walked out in public, by law, she should not be out there. Are you willing to break traditions in your life? You're so used to routines, and we're used to routines and doing things. God's saying, it's time to step out in faith. Some of us, I got this, this saying in my head when, when I was going through this was, you hear that phrase that says, stop the bleeding? There are things in our lives that, are, that are, are, are hurting us. There are loss in our lives. There are things that we hold on to that are making us sick. There are things that we're doing to people that are hurting other people and pushing them away from God. There's compromises in our lives. There's fear. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times I'm, I'm afraid of certain things. I'm not afraid of people in the street. Isn't that weird? You can, you can, someone can come in the street with, with, with a weapon. I'm not scared. But if I get in an airplane, I'm ready to throw up. I went, we was on a vacation. My wife was telling that story to everybody. I was pissed off. But I was like, I was in the airplane. I sent George a picture of us holding hands. Said, oh, praise God. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is fear. <laughs> Total fear holding on to her. I was ripping her leg apart. Because I hate planes and boats and stuff. But drama mean, right? Drama mean is called? I took that thing. That's heaven, man. I pop those things all the time now. But I'm just saying, like, just sometimes I want to, in my life, I, I noticed one thing. I always want to do so many different things. But a fear would dictate to me what I can do. I was ta- basically, my mind is telling me, this is the way it's supposed to happen. If this happens to you, this is, is going to be the, the response. If I get in a plane and it starts shaking, I'm like, <laughs> you're going to get sick and throw up and panic. All these fears go through my mind, which is so silly. But if you imagine if this woman was in a situation where she was so desperate that it didn't matter the cost that she was going to do, she was going to step out and do what God called her to do. I'm going to read right now. I'm going to read from starting. This is Hebrews 11, right? No. No? Yeah. Excuse me. Mark 5, starting at verse 25. This is the account of that woman I was speaking about. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. She spent all her money. 
Can you imagine investing your money? I know people that will give money to preachers online, and they would like, and they say, I'm struggling, Lord. I need a, I need a car. I need a house and stuff like that. I need money for rent and stuff like that. And all that money is going to preachers. She was expecting, you know, you sometimes expect something, but you're not really getting on the report. You just, you, you hear the word, but nothing's actually changing your situation. That's why it's so important to just be in your house for some time. Anyway, and who had suffered much on the many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And this is, this is, so, this, this is so impactful to me in this situation. Where it says, and Jesus perceiving himself that power had gone out of him, immediately turned around and said, who touched my garments? We in situations that are difficult in our lives and God is waiting for someone to touch him. Can you imagine how many people that were out there were actually physically touching Jesus, but no one really touched him? Because out of faith, God, is, God, God responds. If the Bible says that he's pleased, you know, it's impossible to please God without faith. That it pleased him to the point that this woman came out and got his attention. He said, someone touched me. Now the disciples say this. This is what he says. But, um, okay. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you. And yet you say, who touched me? See, they couldn't see in the spirit that God was, God was feeling that in the faith something happened. Something was pulled from him. And they were like, you bugging, what's going on? He's talking about there's mad people out here touching me. How can you say that, that someone touched you? And he's, okay, and then it says, uh, and he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear, trembling, and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So she's scared. She's scared that she's going to get in trouble for what she did. And, Jesus, and then, and then she, she told the story to him, told him everything that happened. This is what he said to her. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus is looking for his sons and daughters to come to him in faith. So he can do the good things that he promises us to do. It's not about just your salvation and coming to Christ. It's not about um, your faith in that. But, you know, the Bible says without, without works, faith without works is dead. And a lot of us came to faith and believed that Jesus was. And we said, yes, I accept you in my life. But it doesn't go beyond that in our lives. A lot of times we, when it's time to do things, we move in what we know what's best to do. We don't exercise that faith. The Bible speaks about the unseen things. There's so many things that we do. If I don't see it with my eyes and it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not doing it. But God is saying, I want you to look in the things that are unseen, the things that are in Christ, the things that God does, the things that Christ promises, the things that he says in his word, that he wants to fulfill, that he wants to be a good father to us, to his sons and daughters. But there's a requirement sometimes when you're in your broken place. There's a requirement when you're sick. There's a requirement when, when you're tired and, you're, and your church is boring and you're not feeling anything no more. There's a requirement. God wants you to step out in faith. You know, they, sometimes they say, I think they say, um, anything done out of faith is considered like sin. If you're in your flesh doing something over and over and you're trying to get God, God to move, imagine, even in, I'm just speaking about church in general. But my wife says, don't say this, but this is my, my key that I'm about to say something. Can I be real with you? I've been in this church for like nine years. And I've seen people come and go and come and go and come and go. And I see all these faces are all new. There's a lot of new people here. And what we want to establish in this church, 
that everything we do is by faith. Just like Pastor Gary preached last week, it doesn't matter if it didn't happen for you. That doesn't matter to me. If it didn't happen for you, okay, but God is still God on the throne. And he still wants promises are real. His faith is true. If, 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 if I can imagine if, they, if Frankie and his wife st- um, stopped believing that God would bring him a child. After everything that went, after every loss and every frustration, every broken thing, doubting God and probably frustrated with God, but still believe enough to say, God, you're faithful to do this. And they get, get pregnant and have this beautiful baby and dedicate this baby today. What if we gave up? What if we come to church and say, you know what, there's no purpose anymore. I don't feel God. I don't feel God. Maybe sometimes we don't feel God because we don't exercise our faith. It's in those quiet times with God. It's in those frustrating times when you're alone and you don't feel him. And you don't feel the, everything you're asking for is not coming. Well, I did this. I did that. I did what the Bible said. Nothing happens. But is Jesus good enough for us? Do we have the full confidence to make a decision, to make an immediate action in our lives? Say, you know what? I've been doing this for so long, but I think God is telling me to move on this area. I think God is telling me to take over this ministry or do these things and, or, or, or minister to this person or bless that person. I want to share something with you. Um, early this year, I think I said it many times where God was telling me to take a leap of faith. And every time I think I got that thing honed down where God is trying to tell me something else happens. And then something else happens. And then something else happens. And God started giving me dreams. He started speaking to me, giving me dreams. And I had a dream where... Um, these, these, these foster kids came into my house. And my wife takes them in and she said, oh, my God, we're taking all these kids in. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not taking these kids in. In reality, I think I'll do the same thing. But in my mind, I was, it was in the dream. I just say the dream so my wife don't say anything. In the dream, I was like, I'm not taking these kids in. This kid is, this kid is perverted. This kid is stealing. I got my, my kids around. I don't want these kids in the night doing stuff to my kids. So I'm like, I don't want to go there. My father had brought these kids in. So I go back to my father and I say, I want to go back with you. And he was like, no, you have to stay with them. So I got angry in a dream. I ran away in a dream. <laughs> Stupid. I ran away in a dream, and I found myself in a garden, and I was planting in the garden. And I was just digging up. And next thing you know, I see one of those kids come and sit on their knees. Then another kid comes, and another kid comes, and another kid comes. And I brushed that off. Oh, God's trying to teach me how to deal with my children. And then I had another dream after that, when the Lord started speaking to me again. And he told me everything changes now. And in that dream, I saw um, myself teaching young people about how to be warriors for God and how to fight and how to, how to stand tall. But in me, I felt inadequate. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to do I always say this to my wife. I don't know how to do what you do. I don't know how to be organized like that. That's not a skill I got. How do I teach this one? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I just kept it on the back burner, back burner, back burner. Until one day, I think Michelle was, she was, I think you guys are speaking, and she said something. And my wife looked at me like, I think you need to say something. I think you need to do something. And I told God, I said, Lord God, I don't want to do this. I don't have the strength. I don't feel like I have the, the, the qualities to do this thing. But I spoke it up, and I went to Pastor George, and I spoke to him. And I said, I feel like God is calling me to run the youth. And I know that in my heart, God burning, was burning my heart, telling me it's time to step out, and it's time to move into, into what I'm called you to do. But I was wounded. I was wounded by other churches when it came to young people. That was all me and my wife did was run youth. In our old church, do youth. In the other church, we did youth. Everything was associated around young people. But because of the environment I was in and the leaders I was in, they destroyed that. They didn't destroy it, but they were destroying that in me with their words and their, the way they did things. And I was broken. I was like, I don't want nothing to do with this anymore. But God's telling me in the season, he says, time to take a leap of faith. 
And as I started opening my mouth, God began to restore all those things he promised to me. That excitement again, that the fire that was in me to say, you know what? I have called you to something. Now it's time to do these things. Let alone everything ended up in September, we started doing youth. And the Lord gave me a, a, a title for the, for the youth group and said, Regenerate. It's time to regenerate these young people. And I didn't allow my brokenness and my, the, the, the fear that I was in, just like this woman, everything is going. I got desperate. I said, I got to do something about this. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what I feel in the past. Something had to change in that moment. And when I heard that final word from Michelle when she was speaking up there, I had to take immediate action. And that immediate action, I began to, the, 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 the wisdom and the understanding of how to do this and who to ask and who to, who to bring on. All these things came in my life. But I wasn't afraid to step out in faith. God is waiting for us to step out. Sometimes we can get healing. Sometimes you get, people can lay hands on you. But God is waiting for you to step out in faith. And sometimes you're going to come up with ideas that it's not. <laughs> the woman, I, don't, I couldn't find no biblical situation where someone just touched the hem of garment before Jesus. Because afterwards, you know, people put clothes on the road, you know, to get healed. But before, I couldn't find anything that someone would just touch her clothes. And she just came up with this in her mind. Sometimes you guys are waiting for answers. We're waiting for answers to God to move. And God's like, you know what? Why don't you make a plan and I'll direct your steps? If you make a plan in the situation, he'll direct you in which way you're supposed to go. But it takes faith. It takes your full confidence in Jesus that, Lord, I'm going to put this in you. I'm trusting that when I step out to do these things, that you're going to make a way. And you're going to heal. And you're going to provide. And you're going to give me the wisdom that I need. But it takes faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. I don't know. I'm roasting up here. Jesus. It's impossible. We're trying to touch God and try to move God, but we're trying to move him in our flesh. We're trying to move him with our intellects and our, and our, our, our smiles and stuff like that. But God is not moved by that. He's moved by your faith. And all throughout the word as he moves and heals, it's all through faith and through faith and through faith. God wants to move on this church. And it's going to take a lot of faith to do, right? What, we, what God wants to do with us and the new things he's about to take us into and bless is going to take a lot of faith. But that's a requirement on all of us, not just leaders. It's a requirement on everyone. You want to be, you want friends? How do you get a friend? How do you get a friend? You be friendly. You be friendly. That's how you get a friend. If you're looking for love or something like that, I, I, I think that this is, this is me talking real. This is Joshua speaking. Joshua 2.9, me. Yo, no one's got game no more, right? I don't know what happened. I, I think if, if I wasn't married, I don't know how to... In this society, I can't do internet and all that stuff. I had game. I know how to go, go to a girl and be like, oh, go to a guy. Oh, my, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Maybe there's people here that you're stuck. You're stuck, right? And you're looking for answers on how to process. You know we have marriage classes? You know there's people in their marriages are falling apart and they don't know what to do, but they won't go to a marriage class to ask for help? And you may have a, a thought in your mind, I don't want to go to Pastor Mark. I don't want to go to Mo. I think you need to go to Mo and Mark. Because there are broken things in our lives that what we're doing is not fixing it. God wants to give you peace and rest. Sometimes it, it, peace, people think that silence is a, a, is a definition of peace, but it's not. If I'm just by myself, I don't have to deal with no nonsense. 
God wants to equip us with faith and believe that what he promises in his word and what you need, that he's going to answer you. But we have to step out. We have to step out. What is God telling you today? What bleeding that's happened to you today in this, in this season in your life that you need to stop? Is it doubt? Is it fear? It's time to take action. It's time to move in those things that God has called you to do. There's no more time for fear. I feel like God, my wife was speaking about this last week, about grabbing hold and taking and telling God, this is what you promised me. I believe the Lord is saying, now is the time. Whatever you've been asking for, you say, well, another year or two years or ten years is coming. You know, it's time to take a step of faith and say, now I'm grabbing hold of this. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm going to go look for a home. Now I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to trust God in what I don't have that he has in his kingdom. Every blessing and promise that God has for us, I'm going to grab hold of that and not grab hold of my doubt and my fear. What are you willing to do today to grab your healing? What are you willing to do to see God move in your life in a different way? I know it's hot in here. I know it's hot, but you know what? God has a plan for us, and he wants to do it now. I don't feel like there's no more delay. I wouldn't, God wouldn't speak to me about this situation if this is something that can be 20 years from now. God wants us to make decisions now and move now what we're asking God for. How many people are asking God for things? You know, we say that, I'm asking God, but I prayed it 10,000 times and it doesn't happen. But God is just, just like that woman. God is saying, I need you to go do something. And maybe out of you what you're used to doing. It may be out of your league. It may be out of, say, I can't do that. That's impossible for me to do that. Look what may happen. But God is looking for people that are out for him and say, Lord, I want to follow you. And I want to trust you that you are real, Lord. Do you know God is real? Do you know God is real? You know, a lot of people come to church and they don't know that God is truly real because they have not seen God move in the way that other people talk about. It's all right. It's all right. He's real. I want, to, I want to challenge you today. You guys want to stand up? I want to challenge you today. It's so important to do this. And this is going to be like weird because it's not churchy. I want you to go home. Not right now. Wait. <laughs> I, told, I said if I see somebody leave because it's hot, I'm like, brother, where are you going? But anyway. I want you to go home, and I, there's something I have in my wallet that, that Gary did one time, and he had a piece of paper, and I wrote in it. You said, he wrote two things or whatever, three things where you want God to do, and I, I've been seeing, I saw one of them come to pass, and the other ones I'm still waiting for, and I'm being faithful. And I, want, I want you to go, when you go home, I want you to write down and carry this wherever you go, and whatever the thing that you're asking for, and you're saying, Lord, I'm afraid to do this. I need this job, but I'm unqualified for it. I need, to, I need to see healing in my family, but they're not even talking to me right now. I need you to write those things down and then write a plan on how you're going to allow God to make it work. That sounds crazy because, you know, God has his ways of doing things. But I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to do this. If, I, if, it's, if it's a family member that's not serving God, Lord, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen when I speak to them, but I'm gonna, this is my plan moving forward. I'm going to go to them and call them this day, and I'm gonna, I tell them about Jesus and tell them how much I love them. And then, Lord, you do the rest. Can we do that? Even if it's for the church, I have things for, for this church that, I, that, I, that I'm going to write down. Because, you know, you talk about revival, we talk about breakout. But I want to see the breakout inside your souls and inside your hearts. I want to see you that you know what the, truly what the joy of the Lord is.
and how you can rely on that as your strength. I want a spirit of, 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 of volunteers in the name of Jesus because, you know, when I grew up in church, it was like we had 20,000 volunteers. We didn't know what to do with people. But we're in a system now where people's like, I don't want to do that. I want your heart to be in a place, not to volunteer out of flesh, but I want your heart to be such in a place where you say, Lord, I love you so much, and I want to do for your kingdom, and I need an outlet somehow, and that you are helping the church build this church up. I want, I want people that will, when they follow Jesus, they want to seek the Lord and read the word. Not read it just because someone tells you, but you read it because you're looking for answers. I want people to look to each other for help. She may be dealing with something that she maybe have the answer for. I want people to be in a friendly place where they reach out to others and they ask God, say, Lord, I, 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 need, I need a friend to help me. And, and you'll find that one person that becomes your buddy for life. God wants to do changes in your life. He wants to provide for you. He's a good father. I know we sometimes it don't feel like it. Sometimes when we don't get stuff, we look, why they get something? I don't get it. My kids do that sometimes. Why you bought her pizza? You didn't buy me pizza. Sometimes it's because they ask. You have not because you ask not. And maybe you stopped asking for so long and you were like, Lord, I asked you a thousand times. You never did it. But when I heard my man's testimony about that baby, I was like, I don't know what I would do. If I was in that situation, I would have stopped trying because I don't want to see the hurt no more. But they didn't stop. And I got to see that baby, a beautiful baby that they have. And, glo- and, and rejoice with them with the goodness that God does. Don't give up. Take action. Some of you may take immediate action. Some of you don't know Jesus today. And you don't know that relationship with Jesus. You never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You never know what that is to, to have a, 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 a holy father watch over you and look out for you. Where you can come to and cry to and be angry with and frustrate about life, and he can show you the answers and pour into your life and show you the good things he has for you. If you don't know Jesus today, I, I, I invite you to, to say yes to Jesus today, to make him your father. He's not like your earthly father. Sometimes our earthly fathers don't come through and they disappoint us. He's not, he's not, gonna, he's not a, a God that disappoints. He's for real. Some of you left the church and you, don't, you, you, don't, you haven't been back and you haven't been serving God. God is calling you to come back. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. And you, and you may be feeling like I'm worried about stepping forward. I'm worried about um, doing this all over again. But you know what? You're part of the puzzle that God is going to do in this place. You're part of the good things that God wants to do in this place. But it takes immediate action to do it. Don't allow yourself to continue and continue in a way that's ungodly and unsinful when God says, I want to show you something much more better. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to end this worship team. You guys can come. Bible, God wants us to take faith in action. He wants you to utilize your faith today. And if that's you today, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come up. I want you to raise your hand today. If you're asking God, say, look, I, I, I don't know what the next step is for me, but I want to believe for what your promises are. I want to believe that you have good things in store for me. Healing. Provision. Wisdom. Love. Father God, I just thank you right now. 
Just like that woman, Lord God, as she had to push through that crowd just to touch you, Lord God. And her confidence was fully in you, Lord God, knowing, Lord God, that you are a healer, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that each one here, Lord, as they reach out to you, Lord God, and by faith touch you, Lord God, that you will stop the bleeding in their lives, Lord God. Everything that's draining away, Lord God, through sin, everything that's draining away through doubt, Lord God. Every storm that's been hitting them outside of these doors or even in these doors, Lord God. I pray you stop the bleeding, Lord God, as they reach out to you right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord God, that you would just move, Lord God, like never before. I ask as they call out to you, Lord God, they seek you out, Father God. They will know that they are daughters and sons of you, Lord God. That you will not leave them stranded, Lord God, or you'll not provide for them, Lord God. But they will know today, Lord God, as they step out in faith, Father God, you will move, Lord God. It doesn't matter what happened before in the past. It doesn't matter what didn't occur, Lord God. It doesn't matter, Lord God, what, what we try, Lord God, and fail, Lord God. But, Lord, we step out, Lord God, putting our full trust in you, Lord God. That you will bring healing to our lives and healing to our finances, healing to our homes, Lord, healing to our children, healing to our jobs, Lord God, healing to our bodies, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You are a healer, Lord God. You're not a God that just walks past things and just speaks encouragement to our eyes or to our ears, Lord God, but you are a God that heals our bodies, Lord God. So I pray that with those who seek out faith, Lord God, for healing, Lord God, that you, they will come in, Lord God, and reach out to you, Lord, you will touch them, Lord Jesus. Right where they're at right now, I just pray you will touch them, Jesus. Because you're a faithful God. You're a good God, Lord God. Let us know you, Lord God, in that way. Let us begin to see you in that, in that light, Lord God, as you've always been a good father to us, Lord God. And let our faith, Lord God, make us whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your promise. 
It's what I'm holding on to Lord, I trust you say Your promises to me Father, with the issue of blood, Father, she had to create an opportunity, Lord. And I believe God is saying that sometimes you just got to do what nobody else would do. Sometimes you got to do what no one would expect you to do. Sometimes you got to kind of step outside the box. opportunity for herself and said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I don't need him I don't I, I, I trust enough to step out in faith if I could just touch his garment I would receive healing not even looking for the prayer not even looking for the hands and the touch and the laying on the hands it was just the faith that God honored can we say the same about our situations right now or is our complaining more powerful than our faith? Come on, God's God got something beautiful for everyone, every person here in this place, man. Enough, it's up to you. Do you want it? Because if the word says that he who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world, then why does it seem like sometimes the weed in, in the world is stronger than us? When we know that's not the truth. We know that's a lie. And the enemy will want you to think that you're powerless. But if God has brought you here, if you are alive for this time and for here and for right now, then he's infused you with power and authority, man, that your word of faith could change the temperature, the atmosphere of the places that you step into, man. Even your personal atmosphere, you have the opportunity and the power to change. So what are you going to do when you leave this place? Is it just, wow, oh, it was hot today in that service. I ain't hear my favorite song. I, I, I. Are you going to leave here complaining? Or are you going to leave here saying, I'm encouraged. I know that God loves me. And I know that God wants the best for me. And I know that God has made me promises that though I haven't seen, he said he's faithful to see it to completion. Will that be your attitude when you leave this place today? Or will the, or have the temperature done turned you off? God called us the thermostats. We the one who changed the atmosphere in the place. So change in your behalf is not conducive on what's going on outside. It's what's going on inside, man. That's where the change starts, man. All right? So if you're singing songs about I believe you and I trust you and your promises, then come on, people of God, when we step out those doors, Start to trust and walk in those promises like they've already been fulfilled in your life. 
Create an opportunity for those things to come to pass. Create opportunities for you to be a blessing. Because you are blessed today to be a blessing. God bless you. Praise God. And I have a, a very practical way you could be a blessing today. Emerge Women's Ministry is raising funds uh, leading to their... Um, retreat. So if you could please join us at the cafe area and you're willing to give towards that, be a blessing to another woman in this church. God bless you all. Have a great Sunday.